Good morning, good morning, everyone. This is your brother in the faith, Pastor Byron Curry with BKC Lifeline Ministry, a conversation to live by. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Sister Ty. Good morning to you, Brother uh, Ramon. Good morning to you. Uh, who is this? Uh, Marlon, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. Good morning, Deacon Knight. Good morning, Brother Carter, Sister Carter, uh, Brother Ricky Jones. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sister Jones. Good morning to you, Gloria Alexander. Sister Williams, good morning to you. I see you, Sister Golden. Minister Duncan, good morning to you. Happy belated birthday uh, to your wife as well. I know y'all had an amazing weekend. God bless you. Let her know we love her. I know I text her on her birthday, but just want to say to her, happy birthday again. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, who is this? Um, Sister Carter, God bless you. Good to see you on this live this morning. Sister Ty, good morning to you. Shanta, good morning to you. God bless you. We welcome you to this broadcast. This is another day that the Lord, another day that the Lord has given us and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Another week. This is Thanksgiving week and we are going to give glory, honor and praise unto God for what he is doing in our lives. Good morning, Sister Frazier. Good morning, Nakia. Good morning to you, Brother Williams. Good morning to you. God bless you. Chantel, God bless you. God bless you. We love you. We love you. We love you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we're getting ready to have an amazing, amazing conversation on this morning. Um, so we want you to text uh, someone or plug them in, whatever you got to do to get them on this live. Someone needs a good start for this day. Listen, we need to hear the, what the Lord has to say to his church. And so we want you to go ahead and plug them in, tag them in, uh, whatever you have to do, get them in here because we're getting ready to get something from the Lord. Amen, somebody. So as you do that, I'm going to go to this commercial break. I'll be right back right after this commercial break and we're going to get into this conversation. I'm excited about what God is going to do in your life this morning. I'll be back in just a moment. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's power in the name Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Breakthrough is in the name of Jesus. Peace is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning again to you. God bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We bless you. It is good to have you on this morning meditation. And I believe the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow is going to be applied to your life. And on this day, let us go into a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. For another opportunity, Father God, to come together in the beauty of holiness, to come together, Father God, to be able to experience the hand of God upon each and every one of our lives. Father God, we know we don't deserve any good thing that you give unto us, but God, we are so appreciative of what you are doing in our lives. 
Father God, despite of our shortcomings, our bad decisions, despite of Father God, Lord, our disposition, Father, you love us and your compassion towards us has always been. You've been faithful to us when we were not faithful to you. Father God, you have, Father God, caused us to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And for that, we tell you, thank you. Thank you, Father God, that when, Lord, we thought less of ourselves, just as well as some others have thought less of us. Father God, you saw the best in us. As Marvin Sapp song said, you saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. Father, I thank you for these ones on this live, Father God, that have experienced your love and your compassion towards them. And so, Father God, uh, on this live today, let us feel the pleasantness from our brother and sister. For the word says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is an anointing that you set upon it because we are have come together. So, Father God, on this broadcast, I pray that the expectancy of those ones that are on here be not denied. I pray, Father God, that what they're expecting you to do, Father God, that you would do it not by power nor by might, but by your spirit. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will manifest yourself, that it will be undeniable to those ones that are listening. Father God, that is you. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that they will hear what the spirit has to say to the church, knowing that they are the church whom you are speaking to. Stretch forth your hand, God, and allow those ones that's coming on this live today to experience you in a mighty and a new way. I submit myself unto you. I humble myself unto you. Move myself out of the way that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, can lead us and guide us into all truth. He is the comforter. He is our God. So God, navigate us through this day and through this word with the Holy Spirit. And God, we will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, and our life will show the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the saints of God say amen, amen, and amen. Good morning, Sister Stephanie Alubawale, my, my friend, my, my, my friend in the faith. God bless you, Brother Brian. God bless you, Sister Sadler. God bless you. Good to see you in the house. Evangelist Stephanie, my daughter in the faith, God bless you. So let's get into this word because I am super excited about what God is going to release in our lives. I hope that you have tagged somebody on here. Someone needs to hear this word on today. I want to go into Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. And we're going to be looking at chapter six. Verses 10 through 18, verses 10 through 18, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. I, I'm going to, with the Holy Spirit, leading and guiding, dissect this, that we may be able to get what God has for us to get, not just for today, but if we take the wisdom of God and apply it to our lives, it will be not only for today not just for today alone, but for every day that God gives us. Amen. So we're going to go to Ephesians and we're going to look at chapter six. Let's go there. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. All right. It says, finally, my brother, finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, my God from Zion, stand therefore having your loins girdled about with truth and 
having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shard with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation. Glory to God, glory to God. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. May God add a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his most holy words. The most important thing as we go into this conversation the most important thing that we all need to know and to understand is, is that we are not in this alone and we're not in this by ourselves. We're not the only ones we need to look after, but there are others that we must be praying just as we're praying for ourselves. We must fashion ourselves in prayer to pray for these individuals because as Paul stated in one of his other letters, that we have other brothers and sisters in the faith with us, in Christianity with us, that has the same suffering that we suffer through each and every day. We suffer at the hands of the same enemy. And this enemy that we suffer at the hands of is not of flesh and blood. But this enemy we fight against is a spiritual enemy. He is an enemy to God, which makes him an enemy to us because we're the children of God. And we have to wisen up, my beloved brothers and sisters. We have to wisen up and awaken from the manipulation of Satan to believe that we wrestle against flesh and blood. No, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do fight against spiritual powers. We do wrestle and fight against demonic spirits, demonic devils. We do uh, we do wrestle and fight against witchcraft. We do fight and wrestle against hex and witches and warlocks. We do. We do fight against serpents and dragons. We do fight against demons. I need somebody to talk to me on here today. If you don't believe that we fight against that or wrestle against that, just get into the Bible and begin to read and let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you into the wisdom of God to show you exactly who you're really fighting against. The, the manipulative thing that Satan does is, is he is able to get placed inside of one's lives who you love, you respect. You hope that they love and respect you and he will put their face in front of your face. But his actions and his response and how he does things will be behind the scene of that individual. And he can manipulate that situation so that you will kill good relationships. You will break up families. You hello somebody. He caused us as a body of believers to separate and divide the house of God. We have to wake up. I need some people on here to type under your name with exclamation points. Help me today to help somebody wake up. Type under your name, wake up church. Come on, somebody. Type under your name with exclamation points. Wake up church. It is time for us to awake from the sleep of the manipulation in which Satan has placed upon us, the blindfold that he put upon the church. Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesus church in one of the most, I say, one of the most horrific times of his life and ministry. Paul did not write this letter when he was free. Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesus church when he was in prison and in prison for something that he did not do wrong, but what he did right. Let me say that again. He was not in prison by something that he did wrong, he was in prison by doing that which was right. He was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was right for him because this is what he was called to do by Jesus. On the road to Damascus, Jesus opened the eyes of 
of Paul when he was Saul and he closed his eyes naturally for him not to be distracted by the world system while he opened his eyes to the, the spiritual system of the kingdom of God. And so watch this, beloveds, watch this. So Paul has an awakening, glory be to God. He has an awakening to what he really needed to see uh, opposed to what he was looking at. Some of us on here, have already had an awakening. Some of us are still in the wake up stage. Some of us uh, still need to be shaken a little bit, but Paul had an awakening experience. And if we're gonna have a connection or relationship with God, if we're going to come to the full knowledge of knowing who we really are, then we need to awake. My God from Zion, we need to come to the reality that we have been sleeping. Paul opened his eyes and once his eyes was open, it caused him more problems having this sight than it did when he was blind. My God, my God, have anyone experienced that since you once believed that your life did transform? Your life was a little better than what it was, but you found yourself in more trouble than you've ever been once your eyes been open. Oh, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Once your eyes was open, you found yourself in more trouble than you was in when you were blind. See, when you was in the world and you had no consciousness of the world, when you were in the world and you had no consciousness of God, you wasn't having as much trouble. Your struggles seemed like the norm. Your, your going through seemed like, oh, everybody's going through that. So it's nothing different. It's nothing funny about that. Y'all not saying nothing to me. When you were in the world and you wasn't conscious of God, nor conscious of what you really were in, it didn't seem so bad. But once you once you came into a, a reality, once you came into the truth and God exposed where you were in the world and exposed to you how you were positioned in the world that was never supposed to be in your life, never supposed to be in the thing you supposed to be in, it changed your life. Watch this for the better, but it also changed your life where now you see for the thing you do right, the treatment that you get for doing right. Paul, because he preached the gospel, went to prison, was hauled off to these different courts because they were trying to prove that Paul was committing heresy. They were trying to prove that Paul was trying to hold on to something that was not true and was causing other people to rally around him to live out something that was not true. But we all know that Paul was serving God. We know that Paul was serving the, the, the one and true living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible lets me know that Paul was writing to the Ephesus church, watch this, beloveds, while he was in prison. Don't tell me that you can't have power from God to get get through and get over a situation you may be imprisoned in. That thing might have your, you in prison in your mind. You might be in prison uh, physically. You might be in prison spiritually, but it will not stop you from operating and doing what God called you to do. I just need about two or three witnesses on here to lend me your ear. Bend me your ear uh, uh, on here this morning. Let me talk to somebody today. There is no limits to you when you are in God. I don't care if they lock your hands in the stocks. I don't care if they put your feet in the stocks. I don't care if they lock you in prison. If God has you to give a word to somebody, if God has you to bless somebody, if God has something for you to complete, Sister Torrance, he's going to give you the power to do it. Paul locked in prison, writing letters of victory for the Ephesus church. Good. 
God Almighty. Let me say that again. Paul in prison, in bondage himself, getting ready to be tried for something he did not do, but what he did right. And he still found the courage and the motivation and the empowerment to write a letter of victory for somebody else who was in more of a bad state than what he was in. Paul was in a physical state, but he was free spiritually. His body was bound, Sister Walthour, but his spirit was free. But our bodies were not bound. Watch this. The Ephesus church body was not bound, but their spirits were bound. Wait a minute. Y'all not saying nothing to me. They were free bodily, but their spirit man was bound. Paul wrote a letter of victory to those individuals. And the Bible lets us know when Jesus came on the scene, he said, they that have an ear, let them hear what the spirit has to say to the church. Listen, there's a lot of people talking today, but a whole bunch of people ain't saying nothing. Y'all not saying, oh, come on, somebody talk to me. There's a whole lot of people talking today. They're talking on the news. They're talking in the Congress. They're talking in the United States. They're talking in Russia. Wait a minute. They're talking. Oh, uh, the, the, the aldermans are talking. The governors are talking. The presidents are talking. Your friends are talking. Your mom is talking. But there's a whole lot of people talking, but no one's saying nothing. But the Bible say, hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Wait a minute. If the Spirit is speaking to the church, then it's talking to the spirit in the church that the church may arise. The church has to wake up. The church has to come alive to the truth because the truth is what makes you free. I need somebody to just give God some worship right there because God is awakening you on this day to the truth. Paul wrote a letter that brought victory to the Ephesus church. I need somebody to understand that this day is just not given to you for you to just go through this day comfortably. There is a devil that's on the loose. The Bible declares there's an adversary that we have that is coming against us every day. God, give us a day. The Bible says he is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for opportunity for those ones to still be sleep. He's looking for the opportunity for those ones to not be watching as well as praying. The Bible declares, watch as well as pray. Don't you leave out your house and not uh, have yourself alert to what can happen to you in the run of a day. Don't you go out here fool to believe that nobody won't try to trap you, that nobody won't try to manipulate you. Don't you go out your house believing that you are so powerful that nothing is going to come to trap try to offset you. The Bible says Satan is as a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may manipulate, who he may discourage, who he may break down, who he may destroy. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill Sister Lakeisha and to destroy. I need you to know that you have something that Satan wants and it is your worship. The Bible says in uh, Matthew chapter 4 that Jesus himself was tempted by Satan saying all these kingdoms in the world I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. I need somebody to type under their name. I do have something to give. Don't let the devil fool you and make you think you don't have nothing to give. Don't let him use individuals who have given space and place to him to use them to tell you that you don't have nothing to offer. You got something to offer. You're not a waste. You're not a has-been. You are not a nobody. You are somebody in the body of Christ. The Bible declares that you are the righteousness of God. Natasha, you are the righteousness of God. God has called you and favored you to be the head and not the tail. Y'all not talking to me above and not beneath. Y'all not saying nothing. God has called you to be great in the eyesight of him. And don't you let nobody, let no circumstance, no situation whatsoever come in your life and tell you, you don't have no value. I wish I had some people on here to know that God has made you great 
great in the eyes of him to go ahead and type under your name, I am great. I am great. The Bible lets me know that God has caused his people to be the ones that will bless many nations on the earth. I'm a blessing. Ooh, I wish I had about two or three of you on here to grab that in the Holy Ghost and stick under your name. I am a blessing. You're leaving out your house to bless somebody with your presence. You're leaving out of your house to bless somebody with your conversation. You're leaving out of your house to bless somebody with your presence among them. I need somebody to put down under their name. I'm a blessing. Paul was a blessing to those individuals in Ephesus. The Bible declares that Paul had some information to drop on them. He had some information that he needed to give to them because just because you're blessed doesn't mean that Satan is not going to come for you. Because you're anointed doesn't mean Satan's not going to come for you. Just because you have the word of truth don't mean Satan is not going to come after you. Just because heaven has chose to assist you doesn't mean that Satan is not going to come for you. He's coming for you. I need to tell somebody not trying to scare nobody because you really don't supposed to have the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind from God. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm trying to put you on an awareness. I'm trying to alert you that Satan is coming for you. The devil is coming for us. He's coming for us as the church, not just you singularly. He's coming for all of us and he'll do it one by one or he'll try to come at us collectively. But I need you to understand and awake to this that Satan is coming for you, my God. But watch what Paul says. Paul says in uh, uh, Ephesians to the Ephesus church, I need you to uh, protect yourself. I need you to understand you can protect yourself. Watch this. And this is the topic that we're coming from today is protecting yourself. You have to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself from the attack of the enemy because the enemy is coming to attack you today. Rather, he's coming to attack you by conversation, by words, by your family, by your friends, by your co-worker. Rather, he's coming to attack your finances attack your relationship. Satan is coming some way to try to get inside of your life to destroy you, but you have to protect yourself. And how are you going to protect yourself? Let's go ahead and let's look at why you have to protect yourself, how you got to protect yourself, and how you're going to stand in protecting yourself. Watch this, beloveds. In Ephesians chapter, chapter 6, verse 10, let's break this scripture down. Watch what this brother says to the Ephesus church. Finally, let me get this final thing to you. I need you to get this. Hello, somebody. I need you to understand, brethren, you got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let me tell you something. You're not coming let me rephrase this. We're not having a weak devil coming against us. We're not having a devil coming against us with no power. Come on, somebody. Come on. What the enemy does in our lives is effective. Oh, my God. From Zion, Lady Curry. I hope somebody hearing me today. Some things the enemy is doing in our lives have become effective. He is able to toy with our minds. He is able to toy with our emotions. Look at the book of Job, how he was able to be able to manipulate and maneuver inside of Job's life. Job wasn't doing anything bad for these things to happen. Job was doing what was right. And some of you trying to figure out what it is you did wrong, that all of these things are breaking out in your life, but it's not what you've done wrong, it's what you are doing right. Oh my God, from Zion, he is coming against you because you're trying to live the word of God out in your life that he told you to live. And so he's attacking you on every side. Y'all not going to say that. I wish I had some witnesses on here. And you have to be strong in the Lord. How do I stay strong in the 
Lord by staying in the ark of safety in his word, my beloved brothers. Watch the scripture say, any man be in Christ. What is being in Christ? The Bible lets us know that Christ is the word. In John, the gospel of John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word was God. Listen, beloveds, we have to understand that this is Jesus whom he's talking about. Jesus even says that the words in John 6, 63, he says the words I speak unto you is spirit and it is life. So how am I going to stay strong in the Lord, in his word? That's what makes my life stronger to be able to deal with the craziness of this world. Hello, somebody. I wish I had somebody on here to be able to testify that this world is crazy. This, this stuff that is going on in this world is crazy. Look at what they did with the young man who they let free and charged him nothing for murdering folk in cold blood on camera. Y'all not going to say nothing. Y'all not going to say nothing. Look how many demonic things we have seen over the course of our years with our justice department, with our laws. It's it been falling apart, but we see it right now that it's falling apart. The governments can't even handle these situations. My beloved brothers, we see in prophecy fulfilling itself every day right in front of our eyes. We see in that we need Jesus more now than we've ever seen him before. When you can find a young man to walk inside of the church and murder people doing Bible study, y'all not going to say nothing to me. Oh, it's about to go. We Oh, we going in right now. How is it that we, we have justice when we can find our own police murdering folk right on camera? Y'all not going to say nothing to me. Y'all not going to say it's injustice in our world that we see every day and folk are getting off by doing evil and wickedness in our world. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And we don't think God is real. We don't think Satan is real. Satan trying to take as many people as he can before Jesus comes back. But I'm here to warn you. you it's time for you to protect yourself and Paul tells the Ephesus church on how they need to protect themselves from this demonic attack. We are living in the last days, beloveds. I believe that Jesus is soon to come because we see more wickedness. We see more injustice. We see more evil in the world today than we've ever seen in our lives. We find more Christians going and arming themselves with weapons than we've seen in all of our lives because people are afraid to go out of their houses and go to work. I see people take their guns and stick in their cars. I see people when I go in the stores, they carry their weapons on their side. We're living in perilous times where we got people that are lovers of themselves. And when you find somebody that is a lover of themselves, you find somebody who is dangerous because they will do everything to protect themselves. They will murder someone close to them to protect themselves. When it's all about you. You are in a dangerous position. Hello, somebody. And what anyone would do for their own lives is what's said in Job where Satan told God skin for skin what a man will do for his life. Listen, beloveds, man will do what is deemed necessary in their own minds to protect their own lives. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. That's why you gotta be careful chasing riches. You gotta be careful chasing money because money has caused people to be wicked and evil, caused people to use their own blood, caused people to murder other individuals. We're trying to figure out why these rappers are dying and dropping off here, there, and everywhere. We're trying to find out why celebrities, hello somebody, are losing family members. This is not by coincidence, beloveds. This is not by coincidence. There are things that's happening behind the scenes and people are murdering folk for money. Look at the, the brothers that they, they had this on the news and it's not something that I'm saying to you that has not been public news. Hello somebody. But we found that there was a man even in our own city 
tried to get his own family member to murder him for the insurance policy. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all better check on the news. But you got so much that's going on in the world. And we got to open our eyes, beloveds, to the truth that the truth will set us free from the ignorance of our thinking and what we see before us. It's not an illusion. This stuff is true. And I, I listen, I'm going to be the one to say it. You don't have to like it. You can say whatever you want to say. But I'm just saying this. You can't shout over this. You can't just speak over tongue, speaking tongues over this thing. You can't be passive. You can't just be in yourself talking about, well, it ain't me. Well, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and this, that ain't me. You got to understand something that as the world is being destroyed as quickly as it is, we as the saints got to shine on that hill. We that are the saints got to be the salt of the earth. Y'all not saying nothing. We can't be so engulfed ourselves in trying to be rich that we see people going to hell constantly every day, not knowing Jesus because we so caught up in kingdom and the kingdom is not the kingdom of God, but it's the kingdom of ourselves. We have to protect ourselves from the illusion that Satan is trying to place in our lives. What was Paul telling the Ephesus church for them to protect themselves? Good God Almighty. Let's look at this. Let's go back over here. Watch what he says. He says to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The only one that's going to be able to help us to get through this is the power of God's might. Let's go to the next scripture, verse 11. My God from Zion. Let's look at verse 11. Lord have mercy. It says, he says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wait a minute. So to protect myself, I got to put on protective gear. My God from Zion, I need somebody to come on here with me, brother JC. I need somebody to help me. We got to put on something. Hold on a second. So when I leave out of the house, I just can't put on my clothes that I'm going to wear to go out into the world. I just can't can't put on my hat or my scarf because it's cold outside, but I got to put on something else. I got to put on my spiritual gear just like I put on my earthly gear. My God from Zion. I can y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I got to dress fully in what I need to protect myself. Somebody shout, I got to protect myself. I got to protect myself, not from you. Uh, and you don't have to protect yourself from me. I got to protect myself from the demonic spirits who I have an assignment to do me in. Oh my God, from Zion, I need to protect myself. Paul tells the Ephesus church, and this letter was floating around to about four different churches, but this, this letter was just not for the Ephesus church. It was for the Christians as a whole. He was speaking to the body of Christ as a whole, and he was letting them know that the benefit for our survival is making sure we armor ourselves in the appropriate armor because Satan is is coming after us. God help me. Jesus told Peter, he says, there is the devil who desires to sift you as wheat, but I'm praying for you. He's praying for him because man has a weak, vulnerable spot in himself that Satan, if he get an opportunity to tap into that, he got us. And Jesus let Peter know that you're not strong enough, good God Almighty, to deal with Satan by yourself. You're not strong enough to handle the weaponry that he has. You're not strong enough to come against his strategy and win. Y'all not hearing me. You're not strong enough. And the moment that we understand that, the moment we can get help, it is not mine over matter. Y'all not going to say nothing to me because that's what they tell you. When you get into a circumstance or a situation, it's just mine over matter. You're just thinking you're just, oh, and you, you'll get through it. No, it's not mine over matter. It's God over your matter. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. It's Jesus over the matter. It's the Holy Spirit over the matter. You got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what is his power? His armor. Good God Almighty. Put on the whole armor. God. You can't put on pieces of this. You got to put on the whole thing. He says that. What, what is it for? It says that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. 
The enemy is coming against you. The devil himself. The Bible says even when Jesus, watch this, went into the water to get baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible declares that when he came up out of the water, he got the Holy Ghost on him. And the Bible said the Holy Ghost led Jesus into the wilderness to be confronted by the devil. Listen, when you get the Holy Ghost, you get boldness. When you get the Holy Ghost, you have no fear. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get empowered, but you do not, I repeat, you do not sidestep the enemy. You do not run from the enemy. You do not try to find other ways around the enemy. The Holy Spirit will make you stand before the enemy because the enemy should have no room in you. I believe in one conversation Jesus told the disciples, he says, I'm going to stop talking right now because this is not going to be for no other ears. And he says this to them. He says, because the prince of the air has nothing in me. Listen, beloved, when you have the Holy Spirit, Satan can't put nothing in you. He can't do nothing with you. I need somebody to catch that in the Holy Ghost. Sister Waltower, he can't put nothing in you and he can't take nothing from you because you have the Holy Spirit in you. This is why you need the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. This is why you need God to send the Holy Ghost because you need comforting to know that Satan can't do nothing to you unless God okays it. Oh my God from Zion. Boy, I need some people on here to give God some praise in the Holy Ghost. I need you to go crazy and give God some worship. Put them heart emojis up and give God some praise. You're going to have to withstand. You're going to have to stand. Oh, I'm talking to about 30 of you that is on Facebook. You're going to have to stand. I don't feel like I can do it. You're going to have to. Oh, this is too much for me, but you're going to have to. Oh, everybody leaving me, but you're going to have to stand. The Bible says when you have done all to stand, you got to stand. Therefore, what? Because the enemy is coming with his trickery. He's coming with his manipulation. He's coming with all of his power and force that he has. But I want you to know that you are not going down without a fight. Good God Almighty. You're not going down without a fight. Come on. I'm, I'm encouraging somebody on this day. You still got some fight in you. I need about 30 of you to put down under your name. I still got some fight in me. Yes, I said it. I still got some fight in me. I still have some fight in me and I'm not going to stop fighting until Jesus comes. I'm not going to throw in the towel till my Lord comes. I still have some fight in me. Sister Torrance, you still got some fight in you. Sister Nakia, you still has some fight in you. Marlon, you got some fight in you. Fight the good fight of faith, Paul says. Oh, lay hold on eternal life. Don't you let the devil trick you. Watch this, beloved. Paul says you got the ability to wrestle. Oh, Sister Akisha, you got the ability. Sister Green, you got the ability to wrestle. You got the technique that you need to not allow yourself to be overtaken by Satan. The Bible says in verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hold on a second. So I got the ability to choose who I wrestle. Good God Almighty. I get an opportunity to choose what I will lay hold to, to fight against. Wait a minute. And I know that God says that my enemy is not my brother and my sister. My enemy is not a flesh and blood, but my enemy is is the, the enemy in the spirit. Wait a minute. Uh huh. Because after that comma, watch what it says, but against principalities. So I'm fighting royalty. Good. God, y'all ain't saying that. Oh, I feel something on this word, Sister John. You mean to tell me I'm fighting a royalty? Yes, I'm fighting a royalty. Royalty fights royalty. Good God Almighty. What are you saying? Because we're royal too. We are the children of the living God. We are the priestlyhood of the living God. We are sons and daughters of the Lord himself. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And the Bible lets me know that Jesus says that 
Satan has children too. And he's the prince of the air. So he got prince. Oh, come on, somebody. We are fighting royalty. Watch this. Because the Bible declares that Jesus even heard from Satan. All these kingdoms I have, I'll give unto you if you fall down and worship me. Satan has kingdom, kingdoms to rule. Yes, and he has these princes that he has governing these kingdoms. This is why the we, we struggle in the world. I need y'all to hear this. This is why we struggle in the world because Satan has his children post up in places to cause havoc for us in reaching the destiny that God wants us to have. He is frustrating what God is wanting to be released in our lives because he has certain people in high places. I didn't say it. The word saying it right here. But against principalities do we wrestle with. We wrestle with people when it's time for us to get what we need to build our businesses. You struggle with loan and loan investors. You struggle with the banks. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. We struggle with buying our homes. Why? Because instead of we having a freedom to get our own homes, we got Satan having people, people posted up there and frustrate us. Now we got to wrestle with principal to get our own homes. Y'all, okay, let me go all the way back. Let me go. This is why we as a certain people had to struggle in life because Satan had his taskmasters sitting over us, putting pressure on us. And now we wrestling with these principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. This is why we didn't get breaks. This is why we don't get any breaks. Y'all not saying nothing to me. This is why things are hectic. The Bible declares and gave us an example that when the Hebrew children were in Egypt, the Bible says that the Pharaoh noticed that it was more of them than it was of the Egyptians. So what they did was they oppressed the Hebrew children. And the more they oppressed them, the more they grew. But watch this. They grew, but still was in bondage. They grew, but they still were oppressed. They grew and they still were slaves. Y'all not saying nothing to me. But the Bible declared that the, the enemy put taskmasters over them. This is why the scripture is here. Paul was trying to tell the Ephesus church that you're wrestling against your taskmasters. You wrestling against those ones that making it hard for you to grow, hard for you to produce, hard for you to get the victory, hard for you to be blessed. You have powers of powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and wickedness. Watch this spiritual wickedness in high places. They sitting in places that you least expect them to sit. Oh, let me calm down and watch this. Here's what the Holy Ghost says. We have against us spiritual wickedness in our places. We have spiritual wickedness in the Congress. We have spiritual wickedness in, in the democratic system. We have spiritual wickedness in the Republican Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. We have wickedness. Oh, in the president cabinet. Y'all not going to say, oh, it got quiet. Oh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have spiritual wickedness in our judicial. Y'all know what I'm trying to say here. We have wickedness in our police department. We have wickedness in our mayor's council. We have wickedness. Okay, no, nobody, nobody going to say nothing. Nobody going to say nothing. You have wickedness on your job. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You you detect it. You see it on a day-to-day -day basis, but, but there's nothing you can do with it but wrestle it. Help me. Help me, Lord. We, we have spiritual wickedness in the courtrooms. Good God Almighty. And you can't do nothing about it but to wrestle it. Come on, somebody. Just don't lay down and die. You got to wrestle it. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. That's why right now today for the Aubrey case, mm, there is wickedness in the court room, my beloved brothers, but we gonna have to wrestle because there is spiritual wickedness in high places. There are rulers of the darkness of this world. Y'all not saying nothing to me. This thing is real, y'all. This is, this is not nothing that is a dream. This is not a fairy tale. This is real. And Paul was trying to educate the Ephesus church to let them know. That's why he was in prison. That's why Paul was 
within prison because spiritual wickedness in high places had Paul sitting in prison for not for what he done wrong, but what he did right. Y'all, I need you guys to get this. Listen, I'm not trying to pass on to you some hocus pocus magical Thing. I'm trying to give you truth that you will be made free. Listen, beloveds, some of you said I can't understand why I couldn't get that loan. Wickedness in high places. You're trying to figure out why somebody won't advance me on the job. You have powers and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Your supervisor, supervisor may be wicked. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You're trying to figure out why your child not getting a break in school every time you turn around these teachers are trying to to, to backdoor your child i'm trying to tell you that there are principalities and against powers we fight and rulers of the darkness of this world come on somebody this is spiritual and if you ain't getting this thing you're gonna be manipulated by the world to make you believe that it's something you're doing wrong when it's something you doing right can i move just a little further i just want to slow down because the holy ghost wants me to say this correctly so you can get this thing in the holy spirit watch what he says 13 wherefore take so I need you to put on something because what you're getting ready to wrestle is real. Good God Almighty. So I need you to take something. Wait a minute. I need you to take this in the spirit. Good God Almighty. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. God's armor is not a natural armor. God's armor is spiritual. How do I know that God's armor is spiritual? Because Jesus told the woman at the well, the time will come and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God's not going to give you a carnal armor. He's going to give you a spiritual armor because that's who he is. I need you to understand that the way to beat this world and the prince of this world is to arm up spiritually. You need spiritually to be armored. Listen, beloveds, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. You don't think this is an evil day when people call good evil and call bad good? You don't think we living in evil times when now the world say that you can be whatever you want to be, even though God created you in the image that you in. Listen, beloveds, you I listen. It's a trick of the enemy when God has created you how he created you to be. Listen, beloveds, whether you a man or a female, listen, beloveds, whether you bond or free, whether you black or white, the way God has created aided you. Listen, beloveds, you mean to tell me now you can't see the world as wicked because now they tell you you can be whatever you want to be regardless how God made you? The devil is a liar. We got to arm ourselves up spiritually. Watch this, that ye may be able to withstand these evil days. That lets me know that these evil days are going to be influencing. They're going to be empowered enough to manipulate you to believe that what it is is supposed to be the Bible say in the last days. Watch how influencing this thing could be in the last days. Watch this. The Bible says many shall fall away from the faith being seduced by seducing spirits. There are things that's going to happen in these evil days that are going to seduce people to believe that this way is right. Y'all not saying nothing. We got people believing that what the world has signed documents Documents on and saying that God was wrong. Don't you know that this is what the world is saying right now? That God is wrong? The very Bible we read, it challenges every day and say that what God said is wrong. 
Y'all not hearing me. They're challenging the Bible and saying what God says is wrong and what they say is right. And because they signed a document and because they made it a law, they saying that their law is greater than God's law. Y'all better wake up because the prophecy is fulfilling itself. And church, I need to just let you know right now that staying in a four wall building, shouting and running around the church is not enough. Speaking in tongues and getting at your altar is not enough. You got to be out here and shine whether they try to put your light out or not. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. The apostles put themselves outside the wall and shine. Yes, they went in the synagogue. Yes, they read scriptures. The ones who allowed them to go inside there. But I'm telling you, they did their most shining out in the public and they did not need an audience to do it. They did it whether it was enclosed and they did it whether it was openly. What I'm saying to you is, is it's going to come a time after that hour of shouting, after that hour of speaking in tongues and running around your building, after that hour of us gathering, you got to come out of that building and shine. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that men should see the good work and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Every man is not coming into the building, but every man will be on your job, in the community, in the grocery store, in the in the, in the gymnasiums, inside of the stadiums. You be around these men that need to see your light shining. You don't need to shut up because you're around men. You need to open your mouth when you are around men. Good God Almighty. Lord have mercy. I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. I can't finish all of this today. I have to come back tomorrow, but you better be aware protecting yourself is putting on the armor of God, putting on spiritually what you need to put on while you're in the walk of your journey through the day. Listen, I need you all to do something for me. I need you to read Ephesians chapter six today. I want you to read verses 10 through 18. This is where we're going to be for the part of this week. And I want you to see what God is saying to you by protecting yourself. I want you to get inside of Ephesians chapter six, read verses 10 through 18. I want you to see what God is saying to us in protecting ourselves. No one is able to put this armor on you. Paul says to the Ephesus church, you put it on. No one is able, Brother Carter, to take this for you and put it on you. You got to take this armor. And who are we getting this armor from? Getting this armor from God. So that means each and every one of us got to go before God and get this armor. That means every day you got to go before God and get before him and say, I'm ready to suit up. Every day we got to get before God and say, I'm ready to suit up. And you have to put on what he gives you to put on. You don't put on what you want. You put on what he gave you to put on. We're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to be blessed by what the spirit has to say to us as the church. I hope what I said to some of you today through the Holy Spirit has empowered you, strengthened you and encouraged you. I'll be back tomorrow. The Lord's will life last to finish out this but I want you to study. The Bible says, study the word to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Put the armor on today. Put the armor on today and let God bless you. I promise you, after today, you will never be the same again if you read with the mind to serve God. God bless you. You have an amazing, amazing day. And we love you in Jesus name. God bless you.